Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Down There. I'm your host, Laura McKaig. My mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to discover that pelvic health and wellness is important, that it doesn't have to be embarrassing or intimidating, and that it can actually be fun to learn about. So let's have some fun learning today. On to the show. This episode of Down There is brought to you by Laura McKaig Physical Therapy, where we help men and women find real solutions to leakage, pain, or other problems down there. Let us help you regain your dignity, stay fit and active, and enjoy your family time, social life, and intimate relationships again. Find us at www.lauramckaigpt.com. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of Down There. Today, I have a very special guest with me. This is Nate Tate. Hello. And Nate is an independent insurance agent. That's right. And you might be wondering why I'm talking about insurance on this podcast. Well, a couple reasons. Many of you know I do take um, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and I also take Medicare insurance. And the season for enrolling in Medicare is coming up very soon. And Nate is an expert in helping people find the best Medicare plan for their needs and answering all kinds of questions that I don't know the answer to about using Medicare. So that is what we're going to talk about today. Nate, tell us when does enrollment start, and how long how long does that last? Um, enrollment starts on October fifteenth and goes through December seventh. Coming up pretty fast. Yes. Through December seventh. Mm-hmm. Wow. For okay. Labor Day. You're going to be busy. Yes. Pretty soon. <laughs> I'm busy now. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've already had probably um, a dozen people reach out to me. Wow. Okay. About their Medicare drug plans, and wow. we're looking at the options that are out there for them and getting that figured out in advance so that mm-hmm. when day one comes, we can get them put in right away. Sounds good. All right. Well, um, tell me how you got into this business. I find that story pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it was completely by accident. Um, I graduated in 2009 uh, with a bachelor's in communication. I was going to go do journalism, but I think most people would agree that the um, news organizations out there aren't entirely focused on the truth anymore. So I decided to do uh, manufacturing stuff, but 09, the recession was in full swing. So basically all my jobs at these different manufacturing companies wound up uh, killing myself to help them get through their business season and then getting laid off with all the other new people. Mm-hmm. And um, there's an insurance company that was hiring at the time, uh, or an agency rather. It's actually not too far from uh, where your office is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I joined up with them, got my licenses, and then actually started working and um, they were pretty unethical. Like the the product that they sold was great, but the sales tactics that they used were very manipulative. I didn't like that, and I asked them if I could uh, do the job without using those tactics. So I was pretty confident that I could. And they said, "Well, we'd rather you do this." And I said, "Well, I think I'd rather not work for you." <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. So um, I, I left them, and I kept doing temp work and trying to find a regular job. And then um, 
at this point it was 2012 and I thought my licenses were a waste. And uh, in August, I got a call from a recruiting center and Anthem Blue Cross was opening a call center uh, in Olathe and okay. they needed uh, licensed agents to work those phones. And compared to the temp work I had been doing, this was gonna be a lot better opportunity. Regular hours, higher pay, indoors for the winter, and it was a six month job. And so um, I went in, did the training, uh, took to it pretty well, um, which I didn't really think too much of that because I'm typically a fast learner. But then we got on the phones and I talked with the lady who called in and she, you know, her methodology with insurance was, you always get a plan that has unlimited copay visits and a low deductible. And so she knew what she wanted, which is kind of like a dream for an insurance agent. Mm -hmm. When people ask, you know, they call and say, hey, sign me up mm -hmm. for this. But I didn't stop. I didn't just say, okay, whatever you want. Ask her a couple questions. Like, how often have you been to the doctor in the last five years? She'd only ever gone for uh, her preventative care. And no so other sickness. maybe once a year? Yeah, once a year. And okay. I said, well, this plan that you're asking for is going to cost you almost uh, 150, 200 bucks more a month for unlimited copay visits that you never use. And I can get you, I can switch you to a different plan that has four copay visits a year. So if you do get the flu or something, you can go see the doctor and still have your copay, but you're saving $250. And that made sense to her. And mm -hmm. she signed up yeah. and she was just so enthusiastic because I had saved her all that money um, just by asking a couple extra questions. And so got her signed up for that. She hung up, but she was really happy. And after I hung up the phone, I sat there and thought, huh, I feel really good. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this. And so um, before the temp job was done, I got on with Blue Cross in Kansas City. And then I eventually became an independent agent because I wanted to be able to sell my people whatever was the best fit for them, not just what was the best fit from one particular company. Okay. So that's my very long, drawn-out story. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is awesome. Um, it sounds like you can help people solve problems mm -hmm. and perhaps working with you makes the process a lot easier yeah, it's versus a, trying to figure it out on their own. Definitely. So yeah, no, that's, that is great. Um, that's an example of how you help someone really solve a problem they didn't even know they had mm -hmm. and find a better solution that they didn't know exist. That's right. Existed. So no, that, that is awesome. Um, let me ask people in the audience here, who finds insurance confusing? I would love to see all the hands that get raised. I mean, even as a provider, you know, I didn't get into physical therapy school and become a physical therapist to become an insurance expert. And even in my own practice, I still field a lot of questions about insurance, um, especially about Medicare and how that works and this also how that applies toward their benefits for physical therapy. So I think it's great to know somebody like Nate who I can ask those questions of or if someone has questions about their policies, et cetera, that I can refer them on and he can visit with them and answer those questions. Um, so Nate, what are three of the most common questions you get? about um, Medicare insurance during this enrollment season? Well, um, just a full disclaimer, uh, I knew I was gonna be asked these questions. And the one I'm gonna start with uh, is actually not the question I get asked the most, um, but that people don't know to ask. 
And I talk to a lot of folks who are 64, 65, and they know that uh, their 65th birthday is coming up. Medicare is looming. And they're like, oh, <laughs> do I have to switch from my, am I required to switch from my employer's coverage to Medicare? Because I plan to keep working for another few years. And they, they think they have to. And the, um, but what's actually true is that they can stay on their employer plan as long as it's as good a coverage as Medicare for as mm -hmm. long as they're working. And okay. then, and so if it's 68, 69, 70, that you decide, okay, I'm done working and you want to retire, you can do that and then switch over to Medicare at that time. A lot of people don't know that they can keep working and stay on their employer's insurance. So okay. they don't, I they don't ask. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. So if you want to work up until you're 70, something I'm planning on doing, you don't automatically, it's not obligatory that you have to join Medicare right. at age 65 if you already have another insurance. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. What about people who are retiring, say at age 65? Mm -hmm. Are they pretty much obligated to start Medicare? Well, um, that age, if, if they decide to retire, I know that was kind of an impromptu question. <laughs> I didn't ask you that. <laughs> yeah, no, no that, that's not a problem. Um, they're not required to, but it's probably going to be in their best interest. Um, I would say that Medicare is probably the best insurance available um, to an individual right now. Obviously, you have to qualify either be age 65 or be officially disabled for two years to, to be able to get it. But um, I have talked to a lot of people who are going to continue to work. And so they have the option of their employer's insurance, okay. but they still switch because Medicare is a better uh, insurance okay. for them. It costs mm -hmm. them less money and they get better coverage. Okay. So it's know. not uncommon. So what is another question you get asked a lot? Um, I have a lot of people ask me, how do they sign up for Medicare? And um, Medicare is a multi-part beast. Um, they have, <laughs> there's a lot of letters flying out there. People are like, I don't know if I'm supposed to have the part A or the plan B or the part G and so on. And it's very confusing. And my goal really isn't to educate in this on how to distinguish between them. Part A and B comes from the government. That's your uh, foundation, if you will, for your coverage. Part A covers 80% of your hospital bills. Part B covers 80% of your medical bills. And then you're responsible for the other 20% of whatever happens, if you have a $10,000 claim and you, that's all you've got, then you're paying 20% of that. If you have a $100,000 claim, you're paying 20% of that and so on. And they don't cover medications as well. So part A and B comes from the government. You have to sign up for that through them and you do that through social security or you can call Medicare to do so. And then what I do is I help people build on top of that so that okay. they don't pay 20% for what of whatever happens to them so that they have uh, cost sharing on their drugs and so forth. Okay. Yeah. Now for my clinic, I am signed up to accept Medicare B, which is what outpatient physical therapy services mm -hmm. are covered under. So I do take the Medicare B and um, most of my clients have additional coverage. Mm -hmm. to cover that 20%. So the nice thing is, under the traditional plan, they usually don't owe anything themselves out of pocket for the physical therapy visits. I'm sure there's exceptions, and we could get into all kinds of things <laughs> like that, but that's not the purpose of this. Sure. Um, 
but yeah, that, that is something that impacts how I can help people is that Medicare B. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see here. We'll talk about that in a minute. Any other question that you either hear a lot, you think people should know about? Yeah. Um, probably the next question I get asked most on Medicare is what's the difference between a Medicare supplement plan or Medicare Advantage plan or Medicare Plan C? Ah, uh, yes. I am wanting to know the difference too. So please, please, please enlighten us on that because it is very confusing. Yeah, no, it, de confusing. it definitely is. Um, most of my uh, meetings with people who are new to Medicare, mm -hmm. I'll take about 15, 20 minutes. It brings a lot of clarity compared okay. to the massive amounts of mail that they receive because yes. all, all those mailings <laughs> typically contain one true fact in it, but it's, it's positioned in such a way as to try to um, move you to buy their product, mm -hmm. whether or not that fact is being accurately framed. And I'm seeing a lot of TV ads now mm -hmm. about yeah. that, about this plan, that plan. Right. It's like, what do you, how do you decide? Yeah. So rather than trying to explain to everybody all the differences between the different kinds of supplement plans and the different kind of advantage plans, I just try to explain the core difference between the two. Okay. Usually somebody's going to know after that explanation which one they want to go with. Okay. And That'd then we go into uh, more specifically looking at, okay, if you want to go in this area, which of these plans is going to be a better fit? So backtracking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember, we're starting off with the same foundation for either way. Uh, whether it's a supplement plan or an advantage plan. Okay. You got your part A and B from the government covering 80% of your doctor and hospital bills and nothing else. The supplement plan, the most popular one for like the last 20 years, mm -hmm. is called Plan F. Not that that's really important. What's important is what it does. People who have Plan F have all their hospital and medical bills covered because Plan mm -hmm. F took, the, took on the full 20%. So you go in to get a preventative visit done, fully covered. You go in to get three surgeries, still 100% covered. And so people pick up that supplement plan and they pick up a drug plan and mm -hmm. they have co-pays on their drugs, but all their medical bills are fully covered. And so they don't have any co-pays on medical visits or say they have to go to rehab or therapy. There's no mm -hmm. co-pay for that. Okay. Yeah. So it's very much the Cadillac of Medicare coverage okay. is mm -hmm. the supplement plan. And you can dial down your benefits a little bit so that you do have like a small deductible and by small, I mean $185. Mm -hmm. Most of us are you know, familiar with $5,000 deductible. So it's still very good. Um, mm -hmm. The other key component of a supplement plan besides pretty much everything being covered with a couple exceptions is that uh, you can, it'll cover anything done at any provider who accepts Medicare like you. Yes. Or mm -hmm. if somebody was in New York and they need to go see a doctor. They can, if the doctor takes Medicare, they can go there. Yes. If mm -hmm. they have cancer and they want to go be seen at the Mayo Clinic, if the Mayo Clinic yeah. takes Medicare, they can go That's there. A huge advantage. So, the majority of people that I work with who take supplement plans primarily do it because of that large network. Okay. There's no confusion mm -hmm. about it for them. So that's the supplement plans. Okay. The advantage plans are a different animal. Yes. They're a lot. They're less expensive than the supplement plans, okay. which is a big draw for people. They also use smaller doctor networks. Usually, it's going to be local. And um, advantage plans are getting better and better travel networks. But again, you don't have the option of any doctor that you want to go see. You have to make sure they're within your plan's network. Advantage plans also have copays. You have an out-of-pocket maximum, so you do take on more risk. But you're paying a lot less money. They're, most of the plans have a zero premium, 
and okay. that's in addition to what you're paying for your parts A and B. So that's kind of the nutshell difference between okay. the two. Okay, well that's that's good to know because my question was what is the advantage in Medicare Advantage? And I know for me, um, a lot of the people who come to see me who have Medicare Advantage, all of a sudden are having to pay either pretty high co-pays or something called co-insurance, mm -hmm. which they have not had before. Right. So the question I want to pose, maybe you could shed some light on it. If someone has a Medicare Advantage, are they covered under Medicare? Who is paying the bill? Okay. On that. <laughs> That's a multi-part question. Okay. So if someone's covered under Medicare Advantage, first off, um, the first thing to determine how they're going to be paying is whether or not the provider they're seeing is in network. Because when you pick up a Medicare Advantage plan, it replaces um, your parts A and B and takes okay. that on. It's all encompassing. Mm -hmm. You still pay your part B premium to the government, but okay. your Medicare Advantage plan you are limited to those providers, except in case of an emergency. That's always the exception. Emergency is always treated as a network, no matter where you are. So that in play, make sure that somebody is in network with your Medicare Advantage plan. Then most Medicare Advantage plans are gonna have a copay for seeing um, a doctor. Copays, um, if you wanna get real about it, is basically your fee to introduce, your, introduce yourself to the doctor and say, hi, my name is Nate, and I have a problem with X. <laughs> and then with the care that the, that the doctor provides may be charged under something else. Okay. So, um, it, breaking away, I'm not on Medicare, but um, last uh, March, I got strep throat, and I went into the urgent care. And I said, hello, doctor. My name's Nate. I have a sore throat, and I'm pretty sure it's strep. I had to pay them 50 bucks to tell the doctor that. And the doctor did the little uh, strep test. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I had to pay another $30 for that lab. That wasn't a copay. That, at that point I was paying toward my deductible okay. for the service that the doctor did. So there's mm -hmm. introduction fee, which is the copay. Okay. And then there's the service fee, which is your paying toward your deductible. Okay, okay. Now with the Medicare Advantage plans, is there a deductible that they have to pay as well? It depends on the plan uh, that you get. Um, the great majority of them don't have deductibles, but mm -hmm. some of them do. So um, if you have a deductible and you hit it, like let's say you have a $1,000 deductible, mm -hmm. which is pretty common for the Advantage plans that do have them, and you're in a car wreck and your total bill is $5,000, mm -hmm. you pay that first 1000 bucks, okay. and then after that you, you switch to co-insurance, co which is you're paying a percentage. So if it's an 80-20 plan, then of the remaining $4,000 of the plan, you're paying 20% and the insurance company is picking up the other 80. That's okay. the kind of the framework for okay. that. That answered another, my question. Mm -hmm. You see the term co-insurance right. and how that's different from co-pay. Right. So co-insurance is basically a percentage of the total bill that you would be paying. Correct. Your responsibility. Yeah, a co-pay co is a flat fee and a co-insurance mm -hmm. and co-insurance is a flat percentage of whatever the charge is. Okay. Well, I think that helped me mm -hmm. clear that up a little bit. I hope it helped people in the audience understand a little bit better some of the main differences between the two. Um, who would be a good candidate for, say, a Medicare Advantage plan versus the traditional Medicare? Sure. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, anybody who's got uh, who's healthy or doesn't travel a lot, um, Advantage Plan can be a, 
a good fit for them because um, they're not going in and advantage plans take more risk, but then you're also um, saving quite a bit of money on premiums. Okay. And so, um, especially if you have good financial discipline, then um, taking part of those savings, your premium savings per month, and um, putting those away in case something does happen is a good strategy. And um, another thing to keep in mind with, a, with an advantage plan is that because they change every year, sometimes doctors will participate with, say, Blue Cross or Humana the next year, they may not. Mm -hmm. okay. So there's a, uh, because this annual enrollment period that we talked about at the very yes. beginning happens every year, that's a person's opportunity to change from one carrier to another. And so there's an investment of time every mm -hmm. year as well. Okay. And if people are willing to do that and I help them with it, right. um, yeah. then advantage plan could be an excellent fit. Okay. So it sounds like it's a wise thing to check it every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, if you have an advantage plan or a Medicare drug plan, you ought to check it every single year mm -hmm. just okay. to be safe. Great. I am glad there's people like you helping folks do this because it sounds like a very daunting thing to try on your own. Yeah. It, a, a lot, a, it would take a lot of time to try to figure it out. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of confusing information out there and it just leads you in circles mm -hmm. because everybody's trying to sell you and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> transparency isn't in their best interest. And why I like working with Nate here is his goal is not to sell you things. He wants to educate you. He wants to really inform you and help you find a plan that's good for you, not something that makes the best commissions. So I really appreciate exactly. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, can you share a couple, you know, a few success stories yeah. that you've had um, helping people kind of wade the big murky world of Medicare. Yeah, um, I'd be happy to. So I had a, a gentleman call me probably about three years ago and he had a Medicare Advantage plan, but he also, also had a critical condition, something that wasn't gonna okay. be, you can't get healed from this mm -hmm. thing, at least not yet. And because as a result of this, he was having to hit his out-of-pocket maximum every single year mm. for all the medical care he was receiving, which was uh, $6,000 or something like wow. that. And so was he paying, um, did he have a plan with a zero premium? Yeah, he did, but he was hitting that $6,000 out-of-pocket maximum. And so it was really unfortunate that uh, he hadn't talked to me when he first became eligible mm -hmm. for Medicare because for him, it would have been better to get on one of those supplement plans mm -hmm. and have that, um, and have, practically all his bills being paid. And would he have had a higher premium? Yeah, but at the end of the year, he would have come out ahead okay. on money. And so now how does that sound like a success story? Well, I wasn't able to help him right then, but now there's a type of Medicare Advantage plan out there for people who have critical illnesses. And it's a short list. You can't just decide that your your illness is critical and, and apply for it. But that was a big okay. lifesaver for him. And he started being able to keep money in his pocket and improve his care as a result. So um, that was one. This other story is from about three months ago. Um, this was from a wealthier couple and the husband was about, I don't know, five years older than his wife. Mm -hmm. And so he was turning 65 um, in November. So is turning 65 in November. And they were trying to determine whether or not he should go on Medicare or if he should, uh, if, he, if he should stay on his wife's plan. And so for them, it was simply a numbers game. 
and mm -hmm. um, looking at the benefits of his coverage versus what her company had to offer. And so they're crushing that, trying to narrow down what kind of plan they wanted. And so I was able to bring clarity to that. Mm -hmm. And um, they were really thrilled with uh, finding out that they could save about $400 a month on the premiums and turn a $4,000 deductible into a $185 wow. deductible. So that is a big difference. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yes. um, that was a good one. Let's see. What's my last one? Um, this isn't just a, I could give a dozen examples of this because it's what I do on a regular basis. But as I sit down with people and talk with them about what they're looking for, time and time again, I, I'm asking questions to try to narrow down what's most important to them. And usually it's their doctor that having their doctor network is the most important. And so rather than trying to master all the advantage plans, I just take that and say, oh, your doctor is most important? Well, let me filter out all the plans that don't have that doctor in it. And you don't have to learn about those plans. I'll just find that out. Okay, these are the remaining plans. Now what medications do you take? And I find that out. And then I find which plan is gonna cover their medication the best. Normally at that point, you've got two or three options left and you're not spending all your time learning a you know, a dozen or two dozen yeah. different plans, trying mm -hmm. to figure out which one's the best fit for you. I can quickly filter everything out. That's not actually going to be helpful. And then you can identify the plan that's going to be the best value. Okay. And so I just do that on a regular basis. And it's really rewarding and people mm -hmm. feel good about the coverage that they're getting. Okay. Well, great. That is great. So if someone's not happy with their current mm -hmm. plan, um, what should they do and how can they get in contact with you? Well, um, if they're not happy with their current plan, I'm happy to help them or they can talk to any independent agent. I recommend independent agents. And the reason why, a captive agent, if you just call Humana, Blue Cross, United Healthcare, they will be happy to help you find the best thing that they offer. And that's their job. But if somebody else is offering something better, well, obviously they're A, probably not gonna know about it, and B, they're not supposed to talk about it. So independent agents are the way to go because we can help filter through everyone and find the best thing for you. Um, if you have an advantage plan, annual enrollment's coming up uh, October 15th through December 7th, and I can help you evaluate, shift, set your priorities, and then filter out those plans in that process I was just talking about and find the best fit and get you switched over. If you have a Medicare supplement plan and you're wanting to switch, um, you are allowed to try to switch at any time, but if you try to switch to a different supplement plan, often you're gonna face underwriting. And if you're healthy, then you're good. Because, uh, you know, they'll look and say, oh, we're not taking on any risk, we'll, we'll have you over. And I've helped people do that. If not, or if your supplement plan just keeps increasing in price to the point where it's not doable anymore, then I'll help you find an advantage plan that you can switch to and uh, get you set up there. Great. Okay. Any particular advice for someone who's enrolling in Medicare for the very first time? Yeah. Um, whenever, whatever month your 65th birthday is, uh, unless your birthday is on the first day of the month, um, that's going to be when your Medicare starts. Three months before that, you need to get signed up for your Part A and your Part B. That's the foundation for when uh, for your coverage. And until you get that done, you cannot get everything else. You can't get a supplement or you can't get an advantage. And it's been a number of times where I've had people show up at my office. Um, actually, last week was one of them. Their birthday is later on this month in October. Their coverage is going to start October 1st. And they walked in to my office three days before October and said, Nate, I need to get all my Medicare stuff. And they didn't have their parts A and B. And until they have that foundation, I can't help them build on it.
So whether it's you're about to turn 65 or you've identified the month that you're going to retire and you want your Medicare coverage to start, three months before that date comes, call Social Security, have a movie ready because it's usually about an hour hold, have a book, and then talk to them and get signed up for that. That's the biggest thing to do first. And then after that, come see me because whatever you, you and I decide to build on that foundation, we have to have that first. Okay, great. Well, this has been really helpful. I hope you who are listening have found this helpful as well. Mm -hmm. um, take homes for me would be one, plan ahead, mm -hmm. three months ahead before you really, really need it. Um, talk to an independent agent. Mm -hmm. Don't just listen to the commercials. No. Mute them. <laughs> they're all there's, a lot, there's a lot of them out there right now. Mute them. They're not allowed to yes. lie, but they are allowed to decide what truth that they put out there. So don't bother putting up with mm -hmm. manipulation. It'll affect you even subconsciously. And too. ask about options. There's a lot more options out there than I thought there were. So, um, you know, the other take home is, you know, how big a network do you want? Mm -hmm. And do you travel a lot? I didn't know that some of the Advantage plans were really, really local mm -hmm. to the air, to a more narrow area. So that's correct. That's great. Okay. Well, thank you. That's Again, my pleasure. This has been Nate Tate um, helping us navigate the Medicare world. And how can they get a hold of you? Oh, yes. You asked yeah. me that earlier and yeah. I did not answer. Phone number, phone number <clears throat> and, and email. I don't have that right with me but well I can yeah. give that I can give that now <laughs> yeah. I'm giving uh, two phone numbers uh, my office number is 913-353-1351 or you can call or text my business cell number which is 913-633-4609 my email address is nate.tate tate is spelled t-a-t-e at and it's seven letters r as in robert p as in paul s as in sam B as in boy, B as in boy, D as in David, I as in India.com. So nate.tate at rpsbbdi.com. And that's my company. And I work for Benefits by Design. We're an agency and we're all independent. And we work together as a team to help people like you to uh, get your insurance figured out. All right. Well, very good. Thank you so much for being my special guest. Oh, thank you for having thank me. Thank you, you all, for listening. This concludes episode number four of the podcast down there. And we all hope you have a great day. Have a good one. Until next one. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Bye. It's the weekend. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Go ahead and drop in a comment. Let us know how you liked this last episode. I'd love to hear from you. Do you have any questions or do you want to learn more about us? Perhaps you're ready to take the next step. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Laura McKeg PT or visit our website at www.lauramckegpt.com to learn even more.